In a world full of noise and confusion, it's hard to focus on what's really important. In a culture where religion has become a grab bag of ideas, the precision of language is necessary for the proclamation of truth. This podcast is dedicated to that type of precision. I'm not sure what we'll talk about each day in this podcast, but you can rest assured that as our thoughts and questions continue, we will search the scriptures in order to know the truth. So let's get started. Are you listening? I want to thank you all for continuing to listen to these podcasts, and I really do appreciate your support. Especially, I appreciate it if you would please pray as we continue to publish these podcasts every day, every other week on our preview of Straight Out of Context on Wednesdays. We're preparing for those to come out in July weekly, which is a hermeneutical podcast dealing with how to interpret scripture as well as understanding misinterpretation of many famous passages. Edward Dalcor and I also do a podcast over at the Christian Podcast Community called Theology Answers. You can find more about that at christianpodcastcommunity.com and theologyanswers.com where you can ask your questions and we will deal with that weekly with an hour-long podcast based on the questions we receive. We're excited about the podcast series this week, and maybe you've noticed that I'm releasing them later in the evening every day. Typically, I'd release them the night before, but this week I'm not producing these podcasts all at one time or several in a sitting. I'm actually doing them each day. And the reason for that is because the topics that we're dealing with this week center on the reality of one's assurance, evidence, accomplishment of salvation, what personal holiness is, does it even really exist, what is the fruit of my faith, etc., And I want to also interact with some of you on social media and through email and telephone so that if I do these every day, then I can even react and interact with you on the podcast each afternoon. So I thank you for being patient. These are going to be a little bit longer this week, probably 10 to 15 minutes max. Some of them may be a little bit less, but we typically do three to five minutes each day for the Are You Listening podcast, but this week we're going to have to increase that just because of the, the just the thoroughness that I want to have, if possible, in such a small podcast. So today, the question on the table is, what is wrong with my faith? How can I know that I have eternal life? When I was a child growing up, that was always some type of worry. Everywhere you went and every so-called evangelistic meeting, church service, or preacher, or quote, revival, end quote, everywhere you went, you always had someone standing at the front asking this question. Do you want to know that you know that you know that you know that you have eternal life? And of course, everybody wants to know that they know that they know that they have eternal life. And then they would give a prescription about how that is supposedly accomplished and how the confidence of an unbeliever becomes the confidence of a believer for eternal life. They point them to some type of practice. Edward and I in two weeks are going to talk about that at our TheologyAnswers.com podcast. And we're going to deal specifically with the scriptural teaching of what it means to be evangelistic and also the unscriptural practice of altar calls and salvation prayers, etc. But for today, I want you to think about that same question in your own life. How do you know that you are truly saved? Many people struggle with that, and very few even actually admit it. Sometimes there is this uncanny underlying 
lie that rolls in our hearts and minds that, that, that says to us, if we confess that we're doubting our salvation, people may look at us as unbelievers. Surely we are not believers or we wouldn't doubt. Or even then, we may feel like we're just playing games or that we're faking it or whatever it is that the enemy or our flesh may entice us to believe. Well, beloved, this is not something that is out of the ordinary. Even we see in the narrative of the New Testament many great saints of God, many great, and I use that that term literally in that sense, that we've been set apart. These people, like John the Baptist and others, they had a time sometimes of doubt all throughout history. We see in Christendom the martyrs of the faith. Some of them would reject the faith and then come back just a short time later and be martyred because they would say, no, I didn't mean that. I do believe in the gospel of Christ. And they would be burned alive or beheaded because of their faith in Jesus Christ. For us, we have come to a culture where people have tried to answer the question, how do I know that I have eternal life? By pointing to some things. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to answer this question. What evidence should accompany true saving faith? That's going to be interesting. But today, I want to show you how you know you can have assurance of your eternal life. I mean, after all, isn't that the point of eternal life, that we live forever? What good is eternal life if it's temporary faith? But is it our faith that saves us? Is it the genuineness of our faith? Is it the, 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 the sincerity of our faith? Is it the promise of our faith? Is it the zeal that comes along with it? What in the world actually saves us? Well, if we look at the scriptures, we see that God is actually the one who saves. Yes, we do have faith, and without faith, we cannot, we cannot have eternal life. We believe, but what are we believing in? On what are we placing our faith? What does it mean to say that we have faith? Well, in John's gospel, the gospel writer writes in verse 31 of chapter 20, These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Right there we see John, the gospel writer, saying, His gospel was written so that you may believe. In other words, what is written inside the pages of John's gospel is sufficient for saving faith. And saving faith is that believing that Jesus is the Christ, He is the Holy Anointed One of God, He is the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. Now that just doesn't mean that we believe the facts of this, but this encompasses everything that John's gospel teaches about Jesus. So where Jesus teaches and where the apostles teach and where where everything that we see in the New Testament, we believe in the fullness of the full counsel of God through the revelation of Jesus Christ. He teaches us who God is. He is the God who sits at at God's side. We see that in verse 18 of John 1. Jesus Christ is the God of heaven. He is the living word, and he reveals God to us. And in John 17, 3, this is eternal life, Jesus says, that they know you, they know you, the one true God, and believe in the one whom you have sent. Jesus would say the same thing several times over, that Jesus, he, the Son of Man, is the one who gives life. He is the bread of life. He is the living water. He is the one who who causes uh, salvation. He is the one who provides salvation in himself. He is life. So 
when we say we believe, it's not that it's just we believe that he's the son of God, but because he's the son of God, that means he came to seek and save the lost, and he did that. He perfectly established redemption for God's people, those the Father would give him. He gave them to Jesus Christ. The Father gives them to Christ. Christ satisfies God's judgment on their behalf. So we need to understand that we can know that we have eternal life because the Bible teaches us that we have eternal life through the finished work of Jesus Christ. And in that we trust in Him and what He's done and who He is, we are born again. Because we are born again, we have faith. That's another podcast in itself. And Paul's teaching to the Corinthians, he, 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 he implores them, he says, test yourself, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. And what does he say is the cause of that examination or the outcome of that examination? Do you not know that Christ lives within you? Christ is living. You are alive in Christ. It is not I who live, but Christ who lives. What does he say? Within me. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So salvation and the assurance of salvation is not in how we're doing. It's not in what we've done. It's not even faith in our own faith. It's faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ that's given to us through the pages of Scripture so that we know that we know that we know that the Bible is true and God has promised that he has given us life. We have been given to Jesus Christ the Son from the Father. We have been snatched out of the domain of darkness. God's wrath has been satisfied. He is our propitiation. God no longer has a sin debt against us, beloved, for we are his children, and we have been given the gift of faith, and we have been granted repentance. We are alive in Jesus Christ because the Scripture teaches us that we are alive, and we are alive because the Scripture says that Jesus has been raised to life. We have died with him. We live with him. The old is gone. The new have has come. We are crucified in Christ. We are alive in Christ. We are alive and the Spirit indwells us. Romans 8, 16 says that we are a child of God and the Spirit testifies to our spirit that we're His children. Why? Because we have the fruit of salvation, regeneration, which leads, which, which gives repentance, which is a new mind that sees and understands and apprehends the gospel, and faith, which is believing on Jesus Christ alone is sufficient for our salvation. We believe the Scriptures, and because of that, we know that we have eternal life. Friends, if you are trusting in anything else but Jesus Christ alone, if you have monster faith in Jesus, in your own estimation, but you have an tiny microscopic nano bit of faith in anything else that you've done. You do not have saving faith in Jesus Christ. I want you to understand saving faith is Christ alone. That doesn't mean that we don't wane in that. It doesn't mean that we're not faithless in those areas of believing. Sometimes we are just like we see in, in, in Matthew's gospel, Lord, I do believe, help me in my unbelief. You know, we have to be we have to be honest with ourselves that we and our flesh in this meat suit that we live in one day will be glorified and we will no longer have this battle but we are at war and we're always looking to Christ by the spirit through his grace to trust in him but our flesh is always at war going well are we really in the in this faith are we truly saved how do we know this is real but then the spirit of God through the scriptures gives us the resolve to rest in the sufficiency of Jesus who paid our sin debt and has made us righteous because he gave us his righteousness. He he credited us his righteousness. He took our guilt and he gives us his righteousness. We're given to Christ and he is given to us in marriage in that spiritual sense. 
we are alive because Christ has become the sacrifice to supply the sufficient offering for the wrath of God against us. Just like Paul told Timothy that the scriptures that he was acquainted with as a young child and taught were able to make him wise unto salvation. The scripture shows us our confidence in Jesus Christ, who is the God of all things, who ransomed a people for himself. Nothing's wrong with your faith, beloved, even when it wanes. For all you need is the faith of a mustard seed. Believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Trust that he alone can take you to salvation. He alone can take you to eternal life. He alone can satisfy God's wrath against you. Tomorrow, we'll talk about what evidence should accompany true faith. And I think many of you are going to be a little put off, if not shocked, by what the Scripture actually teaches. I love you all. I pray you would invest time in prayer. Don't take my word for it. Test me. Test the Scriptures. Search them and examine for yourself if Christ is alive in you. We appreciate your prayers, and we would ask you to prayerfully consider about supporting us. There is some cost involved in the hosting and the publishing of these podcasts, and beloved, we know the Lord will provide those. If you're interested in learning more about that, you can go to anchoringfaith.org, or you can go straight to patreon.com slash theology.